0: Welcome to Intuition Speaks, a podcast about learning how to lean in and develop your intuitive gifts so that you can understand the messages that you've been receiving from the universe. I am Akashic Shamanic Healer Tia Marie. My hope is that this podcast will help to uplift and inspire you on your inner path and journey a more aligned life filled with joy thank you for joining me and i hope you enjoy hi guys this is tia from intuition speaks and i am so excited to have ire on here with me today she is from twin raven naturals and Oh my goodness. She does something so amazing with astrology that as soon as I like heard about it, because we are like in some of the same networking groups, I was like, um, come on my podcast, please (laughs) share with the world your magic. So she is a medical astrologist and I'm going to have her just like start and dive in so we can like, yeah, tell us about what it is you do and your background. I'm so excited.
1: Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, Tia. I am so excited to share this. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. So my initial background was um, the more traditional path, I guess you could say, in our society where I wanted to help people. And the only path that I knew of was basically like going into the medical field. My um, All my aunt's Many of my uncles were all nurses, doctors, you know, that kind of respiratory therapist. And that was just the path that was like, this is it. This is what you can do. And that's how you help people. And so I went into nursing. I did it for 17 years and just it sucked my soul out of me. I didn't actually help people. I didn't feel like I was more like in my heart and mind, I felt like I was like a legalized drug pusher because I just literally passed meds all day long when I was working at the hospitals. Like there was no, you have so many patients, there's no time for actual care. There's no time for education. There's no time for, you know, helping people truly understand like how their bodies work and how to work with them or any of the stuff that actually helps people heal. And I just got really tired of doing that. And so I was like, there has got to be another way. And then I myself got sick. I got diagnosed with endometriosis and, um, the modern medicine, uh, was just giving me no answers. It was like, I was like, okay, well, how do we cure this? And they're like, oh, there's no cure. You're just gonna be stuck with this forever. And I refuse to accept that because I'm like, oh, hell no, our bodies can regenerate our bodies can heal like I know my body can heal this and you're not helping me so I'm gonna figure out my own way and that literally led me down the path of all of the stuff that they call woo and you know non-scientific and so it, it apparently according to them doesn't work but I know it works and so do many of my clients so I found herbalism and I found like acupuncture and chiropractic and naturopaths and all of this stuff and <clears throat> started down that path and Eventually, I healed my body enough that I had a baby that they said I would never have. And as of just a few years ago, they said that I literally could be not even saying in remission that I don't have endometriosis anymore. Like there's no evidence of it anywhere in my body anymore, and I was like, ha, take that, (laughs) (laughs) um, along that way, I got a degree in herbalism, and then I loved it, and I started helping people, and I was seeing real changes, and so I went and got a second degree in herbalism, and in doing so, I just found that while I felt like I was truly helping people, the results I was getting weren't what i wanted and wasn't what i was expecting to get. so i was like there has got to be another way. the classes and courses and everything that i took very much treated herbs in a very allopathic manner. this herb is good for this and that herb is good for this and you know you take this herb when you have this 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 or that symptom and herbs don't work that way. they don't work on symptoms, they work on the whole person and if you reduce them down to their chemical constituents then you're just literally Taking away like their innate being of who they are and what they can actually do for you. And it just never resonated with me and I felt like I just was having a really hard time helping my clients, because that just didn't make any sense to me as to, well, this herb was good for you know this symptom and that client's having this symptom, but that herb's not doing anything for them. So like, what am I doing wrong? What I was doing wrong was treating the herbs like they were a chemical pill and they're not. So that led me down the path to find something else. And I stumbled across Sager Popham. He's now my mentor, but at the time I didn't know who he was, but I found his podcast, started listening to it. And he started talking about how this herb is governed by that planet and it's best for like people with this sign or and it helps with you know uh, people who have like an excessive moon in their chart or a deficiency of sun and I was like oh wait a minute like this makes sense and it started really like clicking with me and I started formulating my herbal remedies based on like What was going on in the person's natal chart and how they were reacting to certain things and in their cosmically designed, you know, individuality, and things started changing. And so I was like, okay, I don't know what kind of magic this guy has, but I want it. Mm -hmm. So I went to his school and I got a degree in astroherbalism, which is what he calls it, but it's basically medical astrology, and really just started diving deep into that and just ever since have been doing so much better. So medical astrology itself is actually the practice of using an individual's natal chart, comparing it to the current transits of where everything is in the sky at this moment in time when I'm speaking with them. um, And then also running it against like if they say their health problems started seven years ago, where the planets were in the sky seven years ago at the time that they estimate that it really started and seeing how that all lines up with their symptoms and what's truly going on inside their bodies. So like for me, my chart, um, Saturn is one of the malefics. It's probably the biggest malefic in a chart and anywhere it is usually causes major problems in that system of whatever um, systems, the sign that it's in rules. And I was like, okay, I've got to see if my chart explains my endometriosis. And I am not kidding. As soon as I pulled it up and I looked for Saturn, my Saturn is in Scorpio. Scorpio rules the female reproductive system and is prone to endometriosis as it it is. And then mine was in Saturn. So it was depressing and suppressing all of the blood flow and all of the good stuff that I needed to my uterus. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like if I had known this years ago, I would have been able to, to take steps to like, start preventing this instead of, you know, I was like, holy cow. And so it just like really opened my mind. And it showed me a lot of like things that I could start adding into my life that I wasn't already doing to keep my body on the path of health and to keep that from ever being a problem again. And that just sealed the deal for me that this is definitely what I want to do. And I've been doing it ever since and having great success. So,
0: Oh my gosh. So first of all, where do I even start? Like, I feel like so many of us healers start on the path ourselves, like needing like dire healing. And Mm -hmm. I think without that like we won't be who we are right we have to overcome these like huge yeah. almost traumatic like diagnoses like i I'm right there with you they're like, oh yeah, you can manage your symptoms, but you'll always mm-hmm. feel shitty and I'm like thank you I'm gonna pick something yeah. different um, yeah
1: you're like thanks for that encouragement
0: <laughs> yeah. or they give you some sort of vague like, okay, so now go eat an anti-inflammatory diet. And you're like, okay, so what's that? (laughs) Like they don't give it to you. And then they're like, and exercise. And you're like, that's awesome. I have chronic Lyme disease, which you just told me. And you're telling me to exercise, but you didn't give me anything to like figure out how that's going to be a possible thing. So it's really just, I tried to explain this to my husband recently too. I'm like, they're, they're not really there for like, well, people they're there for sick people. And it's just kind of like to keep you going, even though you're sick. Um, and they don't really necessarily know what to do to get people back to that state where they don't need them anymore. And it's more just kind of like palliative
1: care and well, they're not trained to cure people they're trained to keep people in a state where they continue to need them and they continue to need pharmaceuticals and they continue to need, you know, to come to see them. They're not trained to literally work themselves out of a job. They're trained to keep people in a state that they always are going to need to see that practitioner. And they're not trained to teach people to empower them to trust their own bodies and know that they are the best person to know what's going on in their body and to figure out how to fix it, they are literally taught, and we're taught from like babies on, that if we have something wrong in our body, the first person we need to go see is someone else instead of sitting and listening to our bodies and learning to figure out what they need and communing with them and learning to speak the language of symptoms so we can determine what's going on? You don't always need someone else and there's nothing wrong with going to see someone else. Hey, if you break an arm, the best place to go is the hospital because there's probably no one in your life that's going to set that properly outside of a hospital, right? They are good for emergency management of conditions. You get in a car accident? Yes, please go to the hospital and see a doctor. That's probably what's best for you in that moment. But if you have just like a freaking cold then you can treat that at home. You don't need to go to the doctor for every sniff, sneeze, you know, sneeze, cough, all that stuff. Like you can literally do most of everything you need at home by yourself.
0: Yeah. And like, to your point, it's like, I remember being a child and being like, I don't feel good. And then my parents are like, oh, you never feel good. So what do you want us to do about it? Yeah,
1: like, just of- dismiss
0: it. Yeah. And I feel like the doctor's, always did the same thing which is why Mm -hmm. i had lyme disease for 16 years before i got diagnosed so
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes yes my parents always told me oh you're just so dramatic i literally went for four days i think it was with a majorly sprained wrist that i could barely move because my parents thought i was just being dramatic about a tiny little fall that i had outside When I got to the, when my parents finally took me to the hospital because I was literally screaming in pain in the middle of a church service that they dragged me to, they were like, maybe she's not being just dramatic. And they took me in the doctor, chewed my parents out. Why in the world did you not bring her in sooner? Like it started to heal and it's healing improperly. And I still to this day have problems in that wrist because they just didn't ever want to listen to me.
0: Yeah. And that just like blows my mind how many people are just kind of being glassed over like, oh, yeah, sure. And I'm really excited that we're moving towards that um, trauma informed kind of movement where people are a little bit more aware and, you know, acknowledging Mm -hmm. things that maybe they don't necessarily understand somebody else's pain, but that doesn't mean they're not feeling it. Um, and especially Mm -hmm. since I've become a part of the neurodivergent community, it's like some things that cause me emotional and physical pain that other people don't freaking understand. And it's like, so Amazing when you're seen in that way by other people who are experiencing the same freaking quote unquote weird things, but are actually normal because that's who you are. Um, and I think yeah.
1: which what... is why I like medical astrology, too, because it literally points out like this is exactly how you are designed to be. And yes, it sucks that this health issue is going on, but it also shows you ways to fix that and help you understand your body better. So it really helps you accept like who you are and how you react to things and how you do what you do because it literally is how you are designed by the cosmos it's nothing to do with there's something wrong with you or you're crazy or whatever anybody has ever told you growing up
0: so yeah I find that a lot of these systems outside of the medical field are so much more already trauma-informed than you know they ever were I know when I first experienced human design I was like holy shit that is me and same with astrology it's like Mm -hmm. yeah it's amazing because then you come to a place of acceptance, like, oh, like everybody else that was telling me I was like a problem or I was difficult, or it was because like, they just didn't vibe with my my chart and who
1: I am. And that's okay. Uh-huh. okay. Yes. Yes. And it really, you're right. It really helps you just like accept that. And of the time, like what you really just need is acceptance. And once you accept that, you will find that healing starts happening on so many different levels. And what I like about like the alternative medicine systems, I don't know why we call it alternative medicine. We shouldn't. It's not alternative. It's like (laughs) legit. But anyway, that's another soapbox for a different day, Um, (laughs) is that all of them, almost all of the systems that any of the ones that I have studied or been a part of or worked with are designed to be very holistic and manage like everything for the whole person right they're all very about spirituality and emotions and your psyche and your physical health and all the stuff combined like you don't just look at the symptoms which is what allopathic medicine does um and just look at oh well you're having anxiety so here's a pill to stop the symptoms if you go to any other type of practitioner outside of an allopathic one, they're going to go, okay, well, when did this anxiety start? What was happening in your life at the time? What's going on with this? How was this functioning? And that's exactly what I do. What else is going on? And I, you kind of use that. And I use also the natal chart to help me pinpoint like where it really started and why it was starting. And then, yes, you treat the symptoms so that you're not having a patient who's miserable on top of everything else. But you treat the root cause and then surprise, surprise it goes away and they don't have to take a pill to just manage the symptoms for the rest of their life, you know, which comes with a whole host of side effects and other issues that are not fun. I
0: think that it's amazing too how, like, even though you went from like chemical prescriptions to plant medicine, like you still kind of found like a, a similar, like thread or theme, like, it's like, okay, we're going to slap a label on it and this is what it is. And that's what it does. And like, Mm -hmm. I am like learning that everything I use is like almost like a living being in itself. And obviously not everybody is going to energetically be a match for like a crystal, a plant, uh, an Mm -hmm. object, like whatever tool you're using in your healing journey, it's not always for you. It it could be dependent on so many things. So I love the idea that you like were like trying to find this way out of medicine and you kind of found like an alternative to the, the same medicine, but
1: just a yeah. little more natural. <laughs> and then it progressed. Yeah. And then it progressed from there for sure. Um what I like too about medical astrology is that I screen all of my clients before working with them because again if your energies don't vibe you're just a you're not going to get the results you want or that they want and they're not going to get the healing on the level that they need or desire, because you just aren't a good match for each other. And what I like is I screen my clients on uh, my screening form is, you know, what, what is your date of birth, your time of birth, and where were you born? And I use that to run their chart ahead of time. And I can look at that and I can see based on my chart and their chart, whether or not we would be a good match, just like a practitioner and a client. And if we're not, I refer them out to somebody else because I'm doing them a disservice to say, oh yeah, come work with me. When I know I know after looking at their chart that it's not going to work, right? We're not a good match. It's not going to be anything that's going to work for me or for them. Um, It can also help you determine like safe surgery dates. If you have to have a surgery, Um, there's certain times of the moon phases that you don't want to be having surgery on because it increases the risk of bleeding out. It increases the risk of complications. If you don't vibe with your surgeon, if your charts are mismatched, you have a higher risk of having complications, side effects, infections, um, surgeries that go wrong. And like you suffer in, you know, an injury that is now, permanent and things like that. And so I really like that because I can run, you know, someone's chart and they'd be like, Hey, I, you know, I need to have surgery. You know, what's a good time. I can run that their chart and look at that. And I'm like, if you happen to know anything about the doctor, we can kind of guess like, you know, some of their chart too and see if they'd be a good fit. And if not, I'm like, Nope, I wouldn't do surgery on that day that they want you to do. You should do it on this date instead. And you know, blah, blah, blah. And so you can actually just, there's so much more to it than just, you know, your sun sign, like people think that, you know, astrology is. <laughs>
0: I'm like sitting here dying because I'm like, I can imagine like now knowing this going into like meet my surgeon and be like, I need your birth info um,
1: or else this might not work. yeah they would probably think you were crazy but you know what you're doing them a a, you know a service too by not choosing them if you guys don't match because they're gonna wind up potentially causing and having an error that's going to maybe cause them to you know lose their license or feel guilty for the rest of their life so you're helping them too it's not just you know for you (laughs) gosh I can
0: tell like a lot of doctors or people i've worked with like i wish i knew like what i know now about energy and like how mm-hmm. well i was vibe like you know you get that internal cue and and that feeling that from your intuition that maybe they're not a right yes. fit but like like back then like my brain was just like well okay well maybe i'm just nervous cuz i'm there's something wrong with me and like maybe they know mm-hmm. better and it's just like oh i'm so glad that I moved away from listening to just what they said. I'm not saying like, oh, well, okay. If you're on prescription medication, just throw them away and, you know, no, stop. No,
1: definitely not.
0: <laughs> no, but like start listening because maybe you need to like re Maybe like something in your gut's telling you when you're taking that prescription, like I need to go back in and see if it needs to be adjusted. Like just really starting to... Stop listening to just what they feed you every time and like start questioning and they don't like when you question, but if you question in a way that's not threatening, I find
1: that like
0: they're more willing to help you. (laughs)
1: Yes, there, I've worked with some doctors that their egos were pretty out there. And any kind of a question, even one, you know, formed in a way that was like, hey, I'm just looking for information or whatever, still set them off. And I had one doctor who would just walk out of the room if anybody asked him a question, you, the nurse, you know, the patient, anybody it didn't matter. If they asked a question, he'd be like, well, you obviously don't feel confident in the skills that I obviously can bring to this situation, it would just march out of the room and it was like, um, the one patient had literally never met this guy showed up for a procedure, it was this doctor doing it compared to the doctor that he had met in the office because something had happened. And so we had to take over that doctor's caseload. And so the guy was just saying, you know, what's your experience? How long have you been doing this? Cause he wanted to know if he was on the same level as the guy that he was expecting to do his procedure. <laughs> and he was like, and he just got so pissed off. He refused to do it. He canceled the guy's procedure because he was like well, how dare he, I've been a doctor for years. I was like, <laughs> and so sometimes, yeah it can be a little hard and we're taught From a young age, like they're the authority and that you just have to listen to what they say and that you don't really get a say so in it. And so a lot of times we don't want to question them because we're like, oh, well, I know this doesn't feel right to me, what he's saying or what he's saying I need to do. But, you know, well, he went to medical school, so he knows what he's doing. And I don't really I shouldn't question that. And that's just not true. You need to question them sometimes, especially if you're feeling off about something that they're saying, there's a reason you're feeling off about that your body is screaming at you to listen to it that something is not right, and to question things and that's okay to do. As someone who was in healthcare for 17 years, let me tell you, it is okay to question your doctor. And in fact, you should, because they are humans and humans make mistakes and it's okay to ask questions, even if they make you feel stupid. And honestly, if they start making you feel stupid, every time you ask a question, it might be time to find a new practitioner.
0: (laughs) I have to say in my personal experience, I've really found that PAs and nurse practitioners are the ones who are willing to answer all your questions. Mm -hmm. They are willing to listen to you. That, that was the first time, like I saw a PA and they were like, you've been feeling this for years. Okay. Like, I'm going to tell you all of the possible potential Mm -hmm. things that it could be. And they literally um, (laughs) sent a huge, extensive amount of like lab work for me to get done. I was like, we were going sixteen vials in. I was like, oh my god, mm-hmm. am I going to be okay yeah. after
1: this?
0: But they that's been everything. my experience too.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. It's. I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because technically they have a little less schooling, so maybe they're and they have more clinical hours for different groups of people is I don't I don't know what the difference is but I've noticed that too in my own personal life of seeing practitioners and then working even in the medical field I've found that the PAs and the nurse practitioners are a lot more willing to listen to the patients and look into things more as well as listen to the nurses that are caring for the patients like we're with them all day long like we know that this is not how this patient was acting this morning so if i'm calling you to tell you that something is wrong with this patient and you're ignoring me because you think that five minutes you spent with them this morning means you know better than i do who's been there all day then why am i calling you like you're i'm you're ignoring what could potentially be a serious issue and the nurse practitioners and pas were always more willing to be like hey if you're calling me something's obviously wrong i'm coming upstairs i'll come look at them
0: and like I can tell you, I have like serious trauma from a doctor looking at me and telling me, I don't know what to tell you. Cause he obviously didn't listen to anything I said. He was like, it just seems like medicines failed you. So I I can't really do anything for you today. And I'm like, oh, good. That's, that's so, so nourishing to hear. But like, and then Mm -hmm. going to a different doctor like shortly after that PA. And I was like, this is what's going on. And they're like, oh, you know what, we're going to, we're going to get to the root of this. We're going to figure this out. Um, Mm -hmm. It just was a completely different experience. And I felt so relieved.
1: So relieved. It's so nice when you finally find someone who actually listens to you and not only listens, but hears you, which is a completely different thing. People think, oh, if they're listening to me, they hear me. And that's not always the case, but to find a practitioner that actually sits down and listens and then hears what you're saying is like a breath of fresh air. And that's really what I, left medicine for was I didn't feel like I was able to do that and provide what I wanted to to the patients and so I started my own practice where I give you all the time in the world to be listened to I hear you and then we work together to come up with a plan that sounds good for you and there is not a single thing that I ever start for a client that I ever recommend for a client that we have not discussed thoroughly that and ask them does this feel right for your body does this feel like a plan that you can stick to does this feel like you know when you when I say hey I want to do you know insert herbal remedy here that does that feel like that's a yes in your body or a no it feels like a no then let's switch to something else like because they know their bodies way more than I do and I can't tell what they're feeling sometimes so if I'm sitting there telling you I want you to take this tea and in your head you're sitting there thinking holy fuck I hate tea why the hell is she making me do this And you don't ever speak up and tell me that, then I'm going to start giving you teas and you're never going to take them. (laughs) So you're not going to get the benefits. Right. So that's why I always ask do you like tea? Is it something you're going to drink? Cause if not, then we're going to do a tincture. We're going to do a cream. We're going to do, you know what I mean? We're going to switch it up. So it's something that you will use because you're not going to get in the benefits if you're not taking it because, of that. so it's a team effort. It's never a, I know better than you and you have to listen to what I say. thing Cause I hated that. I hate that still to this day. I do not like feeling like I just have to listen to somebody because they went to like an extra couple years of school or they have an ego. That's like the size of, you know, antarctica and they think that you know i don't have any say so in what goes into my body and so maybe i'm just coming from my own trauma but (laughs) i find my clients appreciate it because they don't they feel like they're listened to they're heard and that they have a say so in what's going on in their treatment plans which is you know something they haven't gotten a lot of times in the modern medicine system yeah
0: that's huge um even like doing some like natural sort of things. Like I did for a while, nutritional response therapy, which is kind of like similar. Um, It's muscle testing with a chiropractor Mm -hmm. or practitioner. And there would be times where like, He would be testing me for things and I would get a strong response for it. But like immediately when I would get home with the thing, I was like, I'm not taking this because of the size of the pill or the method of like how Mm -hmm. I would have to take it. I was like, this is not going to work for me. And I would sit there and I'd muscle test myself afterwards and it would be like a no. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I wish that like I had said something in the office to him before I left with these like five different bottles of horse pills Mm -hmm. that I'm not going to take. And like, maybe there would have been a different way to get the same like herbs or supplements that were in it that I could tolerate or that I would be on board with taking. So it's like amazing that you're willing to work with your clients and that there's options. There's not one right way to do things.
1: Yeah, no, there never is. And <laughs> if anybody tried to tell you that there is, that's probably not the right practitioner for you. So run quickly in the opposite direction and find somebody else.
0: <laughs> I think it's important to note that like you can still see a primary care doctor and do all of this stuff too. Like yes. you don't you don't have to do one or the other. I I don't particularly enjoy going to Western medicine doctors, <laughs> even even Me though neither. The ones that I have are more kind of like, you know, holistic based, I'm still not a huge fan, but I still go because I think it's important to make sure and check in that the things that I'm doing are working and um, you know, I don't like to go overboard with blood work, but it's nice to see that like, yeah, the treatments that I did, I don't have Lyme anymore. Like I I'm like, please check me again. Please double, please triple check me. So it's nice. If you're
1: someone who likes data, that's a good, uh, a good thing to do for sure. Some of us don't really care about data. Like whatever, I feel better. That's all that matters kind of a thing. And some want that concrete numbers and that that's fine too. Like I encourage my clients to again, listen to their bodies. And if they want those numbers to go get blood work, I don't provide that. Honestly, by how I work with the medical astrology, I don't need blood work. I can see exactly what's happening through your chart. I don't need to see any numbers on a piece of paper, but you know, many clients still want to have that like baseline of where they started and then where they go to. And that's fine. And I encourage them to go see their doctor, get that lab work done. They can upload it to their client portal where I can see it too. And then we can see the changes together, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to still have that relationship. And I never, ever, 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 ever tell clients to like, stop any medications, we just work with the herbs that I know will be safe to take with those medications. um, Because again, uh, it's not my job to tell you what to do when it comes to that. You need to listen to your body determines what's right for you. But some medications, you can't just stop cold turkey without having, you know, major reactions and or potentially, you know, life threatening things occurring. So um, that's not my job. I don't tell people that, but I've had people ask, should I stop this? I'm like, mm, that's a conversation for somebody who's not me. <laughs>
0: but I can see how like with the work that you're doing, your goal could be at the end to help them get off of the medication. And that's where like having that symbiotic relationship with our practitioner. I love yeah. telling my doctor all the weird shit I do. I was like, I did shamanic journeying. I took lead on pastules. I was doing this detox with this herb and they're like, just sitting there. <laughs> Writing it all down. Their eyes are like, Oh my God. And I'm like, and I'm not going to a therapist anymore because I'm taking this herb for all my stress.
1: So I'm like actually in a place where I'm functioning. It's like, I love it. Yes. Yes. I actually my primary care doctor for a long time was um, a D.O., which is a doctor of osteopathy. So they have a more holistic um, training regimen than like people who go to be the typical M.D., which stands for medical doctor. Um, So they actually learn like uh, osteopathic manipulation. So basically chiropractic stuff. And you can get that done by them in their office. A lot of times they. get even courses on like herbs and stuff. Of course it's a more allopathic approach, but due to the fact that they do get those courses and they do take those they're a little more open to you being like, "Oh, so um yeah, I have this going on. So I'm taking this this and this and I don't really want you to prescribe me anything, but I just came because I want you to check up, make sure everything's good or do some labs or whatever, you know." And they're more okay with you like maybe being a bit more on the woo side without like giving you those looks that you get from some people when you start telling them you know so that's who I've used for years now um and he knows me well enough now to know that like if I come in for something where I'm like hey I really need you to prescribe me something he knows that I've probably tried all of the things and that you know I'm not really desperate, but like, I know now that I've reached, you know, a point where I, I do need that. <laughs> and so he knows not to question it.
0: Yeah. yeah. You've Exhausted your resources. Oh, uh, I want to get into about your endometriosis, um, like kind of healing journey. We don't have to go super deep, but I know a lot of women struggle with this and just hormonal, mm-hmm issues in general. And I feel like every time I see anything from you, a lot of it is like hormonal health. Like if you could give us like a really big nugget of like, what, what gold you have in that wisdom, <laughs> I'd love to hear. Yes.
1: So the number one cause of hormonal imbalances in anybody, but especially in women, cause that's who I tend to work with individuals with ovaries and uteruses um, is nutritional deficits. And these can be caused from many different things. Um, it can be, I mean, you could be eating the most perfect, you know, foods in the world, and you can still have a nutritional deficiency because of something else going on you know, outside of like your diet and your control. The um, big cause, second biggest cause is EDCs, which are endocrine disrupting chemicals, which are found in pretty much everything that they say that women need to use. You need to wear makeup so that you conform to what society thinks you look. you need to look like. Those all have so many EDCs in them, even the ones that are more natural. You have to be really careful in what you're buying and where you're buying it from, because even the, you know, Burst Bees still has shit in it that you, like, shouldn't be putting into your body or on your body. Um, you know, the makeup has it in it. The um, soaps and shampoos and conditioners and body washes and everything that they, you know. All this is specially formulated for you to use, you know, on your left elbow as a woman is, you know, all that. All that is that. <clears throat> and there's so much stuff, like, just in the cleaning supplies, at least everything. And that starts <clears throat> at a young age. Because I mean, think about it. From a young age your your parents are washing your clothes in detergent which is full of EDCs and those are going on your skin and they're bathing you in there's soaps and stuff that are full of EDCs. And so it really starts at, uh, at a young age. And the more those EDCs get in your body and start disrupting things, yeah. the more likely a nutritional deficit is to happen because they're disrupting your body's ability to assimilate the nutrients that you need in a way that your body can use them properly. And then the worst EDC of all out there that women get given like it's candy, is birth control pills. They literally, their entire job is to disrupt your hormone system so that you stop having a period or you aren't able to get pregnant. It stops your ovulation. It stops the cycle that you're supposed to go through every month as an individual with ovaries and a uterus. We are cyclical beings and stopping that cycle leads to dis-ease and you know, disharmony in our bodies, which then leads to imbalanced hormones. And the one thing that they also do really, really badly is they cause nutritional deficits by using up all of the B vitamins that your liver needs, which then gets it not working as well, which then leads to toxins building up in your system, which then leads to, you know, all kinds of other health problems. So the biggest thing that I did on my healing journey was literally cutting out as many EDCs as I possibly could, I stopped using shit. I wasn't ever taking the birth control pills. They tried prescribing me for my endometriosis, but every time I took one, it was like, not only did it just not feel right to take it, but as soon as I took even just one, my body had a severe reaction to them. And I was like, everything that I had been to the doctor complaining about was actually worse instead of better. And I just was like, this is obviously not right for my body because if it was, I probably wouldn't be feeling this way. So I had stopped. So I stopped even asking. The doctor tried to give. I was like, no, I don't want those. They're not doing anything. They're making things worse. Like I just knew innately I could at that time. I hadn't really looked into it. So I didn't know why, but I just knew that they were not. For me. And so I stopped taking those, I changed all that I, you know, changed up my diet. So I was eating more like nutrient dense whole foods, um, cut out a lot of the processed, you know, stuff that we find in all the stores anymore. And um, just really changed that up and then, you know, added in some like daily movement that was making me happy so that my detox pathways were getting cleared daily by the sweating and the movement. Um, cause it was keeping my colon working properly. So I wasn't having stools sit there while I was reabsorbing all the stuff I was trying to get rid of in my body. I was sweating, which is another detox pathway. I was drinking like A metric ton of water a day um, because you know my kidneys need it. And as a Scorpio, Scorpio is a water sign, but it's like a super leaky water sign, and we don't like to hold on to fluids for whatever reason. You will find most Scorpios always have like a chronic runny nose for like legit no reason other than we're just Scorpios, and it doesn't want to hold on to water and it'll find any way possible to get rid of it. And I was also having really really heavy periods, so that's also a lot of fluid. So I just started really listening to my body and what it needed and uh, eating more nutrient-dense foods. And that kind of, you know, really slowly but surely started changing things around as I upped my nutrition and I decreased all the stuff that was disrupting my body's ability to function as it needed to. And that's what I work with my clients on as well in my group program is Learning to not only listen to their bodies and what they need, but cutting out things in their lives that we've been taught are safe to use that aren't, that are disrupting uh, their bodies from working properly, cutting those out, changing over to stuff that's better for you, slowly but surely, you know, changing that out and then increasing your nutrition and getting that daily movement that your body needs to clear those detox pathways and making sure that you're getting adequate sleep as well our bodies repair at night when we sleep so if you're not getting adequate sleep you're not repairing your body can't heal if you're not sleeping and so we work on fixing all that and when I fix those in my own body it slowly but surely healed itself to the point where they told me at age 22 that I would never have a baby because my endometriosis was progressed so severely. Um, And by the age of 28, when I was 22 when he told me that like the doctor literally walked into the office to my room told me oh yeah the test results came back everything's you know pretty bad it's worse than it was you're just never probably gonna have a baby and turned around and left the room and that was that was it and I was just sitting in that room like wait what hang on a second what did you just say and he was like if you don't want birth control pills there's like nothing else that we can do for you and that was just like the whole thing and at that point I was like no, there has got to be a different way. My body can heal itself. I know that it can. Like I just innately knew that even though I hadn't actually like read that anywhere. I wasn't even going down that path yet. And I was like, I'm going to find out what my body can do. And that's when I started. So from 22 um, on to 28, so that was what, five, six years, my body literally started healing. And then at 28, I got pregnant when they told me I never would. And I would never have a baby. And I have my very perfect 10 year old here to prove that your body can heal and you can, you know, change the course of what you were told is going to be your life. That's so amazing.
0: And I'm just like sitting here reflecting on all my like, history with birth controls and all that stuff. And like, I never had a good experience on any birth control. It always was either I constantly had leak through periods, or I would have my period for four months straight. And it's like, this is not normal. And their solution was always, we'll just put you on something stronger or we'll put Mm -hmm. you on two birth controls at once, or we'll do Mm -hmm. this or that. And it's just been like, Holy crap. And I went to a doctor one time I did eventually end up getting my tubes tied because I was just like, to the point where I was like, I don't want children. I don't want to do this medicine thing anymore. And I went to her and I was like, I feel really fucked up. Like, I feel like my hormones are really out of balance because I've been on birth control for so long and Mm -hmm. so many. And she looked at me and she said, well, there really is no such thing as a hormone imbalance. So if you want, (laughs) we put you on some birth control
1: to balance you out. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) Oh my God, no, that is. Oh, that's insane. Of course, hormones can be imbalanced. Like endometriosis is what they call an estrogen dominance disorder because there's an imbalance. It doesn't you don't call something estrogen dominant if if it's not an imbalance. Oh god. Oh the things yeah. that you hear out of practitioner's mouths sometimes, I'm telling you. Wow. I had some really, really crazy things said to me along my journey, which has really disillusioned me into ever going back, which is another reason why I was like, fuck it, I'm doing it myself. <laughs> <laughs> at least I wouldn't tell myself crazy things. Right. Oh, right. And like,
0: I don't know, it's been an amazing journey, but I like have so much gratitude for my body now because it used Mm -hmm. to feel like, my body wasn't a safe space I used to feel like I was always at war with my body and I hated my yeah. body and I hated who I was because I just imagined that that's who I was was my body and my body was damaged and it was broken and there was everything wrong with me and nobody could fix me and I just have so much gratitude for the fact that I just decided that I wasn't gonna let somebody else like take my fate and decide it for me
1: yeah and that's the thing too that I don't like and I don't agree with the modern medicine is they they treat every illness like it's a battle to be won against your body like everything is a fight everything and what you find when you start doing like the way we've been doing things now that what actually brings healing to your body is working with it instead of against it not fighting it not turning everything into a let's suppress these symptoms is telling me let me you know give it this medication that's going to stop this necessary process in my body because that's what's causing the symptoms like when you stop fighting what your body is telling you what it's doing and you learn hey i don't have to go to war every day my body's not a battlefield that like Needs to be fought against, that's when things really start changing. When you start just embracing, okay, this is the body I have. It's maybe not great right now, but (laughs) I'm going to start working with you instead of fighting against you. And you start becoming like a team, that's when things really change.
0: Yeah. And I know you pulled my chart for me. You had some. I
1: did. Oh my gosh. I was like super excited. No, so, let me, <laughs> yeah, so I pulled Tia's chart, y'all, and literally as soon as I saw where her sun sign was located by the date of birth that she gave me, I was like, this explains like already 90, probably 8% of all of the health issues that I have heard her talk about on social media, in her podcast, all that stuff, right? <laughs> so for those who don't know, her sun is in Pisces, her moon is in Scorpio and her rising sign is libra and then the other planets that i really look at closely i look at all of them obviously but the ones that i look at the most closely are the malefics, which are Mars and Saturn. Mars is the planet of heat. It's very hot. It's very drying. It causes a lot of issues through inflammation. So it typically tends to be the seat of inflammation in somebody's chart. And then Saturn is the exact opposite of Mars. And it's very cold, very depressive, very suppressive. It is a very cold planet. And depending on what sign it's in can make it colder and depending on where it's located in the chart can make colder, which then enhances the effects. Hers is below the horizon, which is so is mine, so that it makes Saturn even stronger and its ability to cause dis-ease in the body, right? But Hers is in Sagittarius, so she has the added benefit of it being in a fire sign, so it actually kind of warms it up a little bit, which kind of can potentially negate the effects of it being below the horizon in her chart. Her Mars is in Taurus, which is an Earth sign. It does not like being there. Mars rules Aries and really likes being in hot, fiery signs because it's a hot, fiery planet. So it's kind of in its detriment in Taurus, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes being in its detriment can mean that it doesn't function how we would expect it to which can be good in some ways because then it might not cause inflammation it might not be that cause of disease from that way right Mm -hmm. and then I look at the north node in the south node Um, the north node in traditional astrology is like kind of like your present future kind of thing like where you're going and then the south node is very much like your karma your past lives the lessons that you've necessarily didn't finish learning in your in your soul's previous journey and that you're you know working through this time around right but in medical astrology the north node is an area that is like Um, a very expansive energy it's like losing there's too much energy going on in that spot and too much energy can be too much of a good thing and it can cause issues so the north node tends to be a place that I look if someone has like tumors or growths in their body or lots of moles coming up or even cancers because it's just too much energy in that spot and it's causing stuff to proliferate that normally wouldn't and then the south node is again, because it's the opposite of the north node, it's the exact opposite. It's very much like Saturn in the fact that it's very cold, depressive, suppressive. It decreases circulation to areas like Saturn does and it decreases the body's ability to form energy in that spot. So you have a lot of issues from lack of energy due to like Saturn in in the south node. The south node is actually a little stronger than Saturn. So sometimes if their Saturn isn't pointing to why they came to me with these health issues, I'll look at the south node instead and then I'll be like, ah, yeah, that's why. And that's pretty much what's happening here with her chart is your south node is in Libra and <laughs> Libra rules all the balances in the body. So it rules like the kidneys. It rules the fluid balances, the electrolyte balances, the hormone balances and the ovaries. It rules those and the ovaries in those with ovaries rules the hormones, right? They're The hormone balancers, the they produce the estrogen, the progesterone, all that stuff. So with her south node in Libra, the body's the balances have been really suppressed by the fact that it's in the south node and is leading to it not working as well. So that can lead to hormonal issues, kidney issues, deficiencies in like vitamins and minerals, and your body's ability to integrate and assimilate vitamins and minerals that you do eat, which of course can then lead to many health issues from nutritional deficiencies. So a lot of what you've been talking about is really seen right there as well and then we also look at the houses Um, I only really look at two sometimes four Um, so I look at the first house because that's where your rising sign is and that can point to you know kind of what's presently happening in your life if you come to me for like an acute issue not a chronic issue Um, and then I look at the sixth house which is the house of health and what is what planets are located there if any and if there's not any planets just what sign is ruling that house in your natal chart so in her case um, and then sometimes look at the eighth house and the twelfth house as well it really depends on why they're coming to see me and what's going on the eighth house and the twelfth house are more like psychological and emotional issues so if you're having like a lot of anxiety depression, actual, you know, like BP, um, D, things like that, that I will look in those houses to see what's afflicting you there. There was nothing in your eighth or 12th house that was leading me to concerns, so we looked at your sixth house um, and your first house. Your first house is in Libra, which obviously is where your south node is located, so that can explain some present issues as well as issues in the past, too. And Then the sixth house, you have your sun in your sixth house, your Jupiter in your sixth house, and your north node in the sixth house. Um, Your sixth house is split kind of like a third and two-thirds. So a third of it is in Pisces still and a two-thirds of it is in Aries. So your Jupiter and North Node are actually in Aries, but your Sun is in Pisces, but they're still all in the sixth house on your chart. Um, so that can lead to a lot of health issues because whatever signs and planets are in the sixth house usually points to where things are actually going wrong in the body. So Um, Looking at your sun placement alone, because if I go into the whole chart, we'll be here for days. (laughs) And I want to uh, keep your uh, podcast from being like, you know, seven hours long so just due to your sun placement alone which is in pisces okay so pisces governs the feet the parasympathetic nervous system sleep um supernatural etiologies of diseases in the body subconsciously induced health issues and it rules the lymphatic system which we also know um, is called also the immune system and it also rules (laughs) um just like the psyche in general. Um, Pisces is the most intuitive psychic sign in the zodiac and so they are very sensitive to like their environments and can get health problems just from being in an environment that's not good for them so like if you work a very stressful job you as a Pisces would have the potential of having a lot more stress-related illnesses and issues than like somebody who was not a Pisces who worked in that same like put an Aries in that environment and they are thriving they are flying they love it right but Pisces are very sensitive to their environments and so if it's very stressful there's like a lot of nasty people that work there and the energy is off like when you walk in you know like as a Pisces you know you feel energy so well and so you walk in you know this is not the place you want to be that can really influence like your health so Pisces have a lot of health issues sometimes that are caused by just being in an environment or in a relationship or somewhere that's not where they're supposed to be and their body is trying to tell them to get out of there by giving them these symptoms like if you feel super anxious every time you have to go to work there's a good reason for that your body is like hey we shouldn't be going here let's find a new job (laughs) so things like that that's with pisces um so Pisces are excessively sleepy signs. It is the last sign of the zodiac. It's a late winter sign. Um, Late winter is where everything is still really kind of sleeping and there's not a lot of sun for the most part. And so because of that, Pisces tend to be deficient in any of the vitamins and minerals ruled by the sun, which is basically all of the vitamins that you need to prevent major Uh, health issues. So they rule the fat soluble vitamins, uh, the sun does mainly, um, which is vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E. And then I also say vitamin K in here. Vitamin K is technically a water-soluble vitamin, but you need vitamin K when you take vitamin D to make sure that it's absorbed properly. So I lump it in with those to to make sure that people know to take vitamin K as well. Um, And so because of this, that can lead to health issues that are related to the fat-soluble vitamins, which are autoimmune disorders and hormonal imbalances in the body as those are the ones that need hormonal i mean sorry fat soluble vitamins the most um, on top of that pisces is an excessively sleepy sign due to where it is and pisces individuals that are native pisces meaning their sun moon or rising is in pisces need a ton of sleep you will be the kid that needed like 14 hours of sleep a night and you still couldn't function the next day because what you actually really needed was probably 15 but you had to wake up to go to school and so Pisces don't do well in like schools or jobs where they have to get up really early in the morning because they need so much sleep that like working a 12-hour shift is not something that your body is going to be okay with so learning that about Pisces that hey I just need extra sleep and there's nothing wrong with that is okay you just need to find ways to work with that so um, working for yourself works great because you can make your own schedule you can work whenever you want and set those hours um finding a place that has maybe flexible hours where you don't have to come in every day at like 7 a.m. you know is something really good as well um so most health issues with Pisces can be fixed by looking to the feet or making sure that they're getting plenty of sleep Um, Pisces tend toward narcolepsy as well so in that case you know (laughs) you would need some other help and that can be caused by a lack of nutrition and vitamins as well so um most things in this sign Um, do start with the feet so you may be having like heart palpitations but it actually has nothing to do with your heart it has everything to do with something going on in your feet and it's reflexing to another part in your body so regular foot massages reflexology um, acupuncture acupressure to the feet is super important for pisces to have on like a weekly basis for some depending on anything to keep health issues from happening so that helps really um kind of keep things at bay and can also fix things too if you're having some health issues that crop up so um pisces also being a very energetic intuitive psychic sign respond really well to like vibrational remedies for healing over chemical medicines pisces is one of the signs there's three total, two mainly, that really do not respond to chemical medications in ways that you would ever expect. And they're the ones who will have a list a mile long of medications that they can't take because their body had a violent reaction to them. And Pisces is one of those. Um, It's due to a lot of different things, but mainly it's just Pisces has a very um, porous vital force your sun rules your vital force, is like your life battery and with pisces being such a late winter sign it has a very porous nature to their vital force so they pick up a lot of things along the way from other energies other vibrations other things like that that lead to their vital force their life battery being a little weird sometimes and as such Um, If you do get sick, you tend to convalesce longer, you need a lot longer to recover from it, you stay sick longer. And Pisces are very good at being able to even make themselves sick, even if they don't mean to. Um, (laughs) They're very susceptible to suggestions. So if someone walks into like your work, and they sneeze next to you, the next thing you know, you're sneezing too, because your Pisces brain is like, Oh, my God, I'm going to get sick. And then you do, you will come down with a cold. Pisces are very very susceptible to that. So, you have to find practitioners that understand that you're a Pisces and that, you know, they can't be telling you, oh, I'm running tests because you have cancer, because you will have cancer, because you're, you will go, oh my God, I have cancer. And the next thing you know, you actually will pop up for having cancer. So, you have to be working with someone who understands that how they speak to you is very important in your health and also learn ways to like keep an energetic shield up to keep those suggestions and those vibrations and those energies out of your field so that your body's not absorbing that and then turning it into its own health problem so because of this vibrational remedies work really really well here so like homeopathy flower essences meditation music sound quantum field stuff anything that works with like the energy in your body um Acupuncture is really good for this too, because it actually works on the energetic systems of the, you know, the body of the meridians and chakra therapy really good as well, because again, that works on the energy fields. So you'll actually have a better, easier time of healing things in your body if you don't use medications and you actually choose the woo-woo way of doing things. Um, Unfortunately, it does co-rule the immune system with Virgo. um, And (laughs) Pisces immune system is really sluggish and doesn't like to respond quickly to things. So let's say you do come down with a cold. It might take you two weeks to get over a cold that only takes someone else, maybe a few days because the Pisces immune system is like, yeah, yeah, I'll get there when I get there and doesn't really want to like work as fast as others. It is co-ruled with Virgo. So, um, Virgo's is the exact opposite, right? Um, Virgo is, their immune system tends to be like too good and actually will lead to autoimmune disorders. So it's possible that that's kind of what was going on with your body at the time was your immune system was slow to respond to the Virgo side because the opposite sign of Pisces is Virgo. So when we're looking at ways to help your body heal, we look at Virgo and like what they need so we can start giving your body more of that, um, more of the vitamins and minerals that Virgo rules, more of the things that Virgos need to do to stay healthy. And in this case, Your immune system probably was like, okay, things are moving too slow. Let's pick up the pace here. And that led to a lot of the issues because the Virgo was trying to balance things out and kind of went a little too far, which is a Virgo trait. They (laughs) very much tend to go (laughs) overboard sometimes. And so that's honestly what I'm seeing in your chart is your Virgo was trying to balance out your Pisces, which is normally what we want. But in this case, it kind of went overboard. So another place that we really need to look to make sure that you're staying healthy is ways to help your lymphatic system. So lymphatic massages are really good for Pisces, Virgos as well, but Pisces especially, because it really helps like get out some of those toxins that your immune system is being a little sluggish about doing um, and like rebounding dry breath. All really good things to add into your life if you're not already doing them to help that lymph system of yours and your immune system in there um, and keep it from really getting too stagnant as a sun native you respond best to holistic whole body spirit approach to healing so meditation prayers yoga dancing Tai Chi reflexology, these all work really well for you and helping your body heal. Um, as far as like a herbal approach, we would want to do a lot of herbs that are good for like detoxing your immune system that are helping your body work your immune system better and getting rid of those toxins that are built up. So these are herbs that usually require decocting, which means that we boil them in the water instead of boiling the water and then pouring them over. So these tends to be roots, berries, um, needles, things like that, um, that really contain a lot of nutrients in them they're very nutrient dense which is what pisces need they need lots of nutrition because they don't absorb and assimilate nutrition as we would expect um, due to their late winter uh, their late winter sign you know stuff so these would include things like dandelion root burdock root red clover red root poke root cleavers and like blue violet. Those are all really good for helping your body get rid of those toxins that tend to build up in your immune system, because it just doesn't function as well as we would like it to. Um, sometimes um, Pisces, like I mentioned earlier, are very sensitive to medications You have really weird side effects and reactions. So it's actually best to, to do few or no chemical medications when helping your body heal, or even responding to things like it just it really needs a more holistic vibrational approach due to just Pisces nature. Mm -hmm. Um, As far as like your diet in general and stuff, Pisces tend to be deficient, like we mentioned, in a lot of the fat soluble vitamins and the minerals ruled by the sun, which is like sodium, magnesium, potassium. Those are all ruled by the sun. <laughs> and so those are ones that are required for good functioning, not only of your body, but of like your heart, your immune system, your muscles, things like that. So, things to incorporate here. Oh, and also, um, Pisces have a hard time assimilating protein. So, you need to eat a very high protein diet and it needs to be like animal protein. Pisces are not a sign that does well on a vegan or vegetarian diet. Um, You need a lot of the proteins, the fats, the vitamins, and stuff that you can really only get from animal products. So, eating as many organic, grass fed, local, you know, free range um, animal products as you can afford in your budget is actually a much better way to go about healing your body than it is to switch to like a vegan or a vegetarian diet. You won't get the protein that you need because your body has a hard time already assimilating protein and it has a harder time assimilating protein found in uh, like plants and not animals. Um, so that of course leads to nutritional deficiencies, which then, you know, leads to health problems. So good foods for you, very warming foods. So nothing really cold. Your body doesn't do well with like raw or cold foods. Your body does much better with like warm foods, so like warm meals, warming foods like broths, really nutritious, like you know, broths. Um, Bone broth would be a really good thing to add here. Homemade bone broth is best, but you know, do what your budget can afford for sure. Um, Nourishing broths that are full of like seaweeds, um, vegetables, things that are just like really nutrient dense. You need to eat a lot of nutrient dense foods. Um, Herbal stews, broths, teas, really good. All warmed, of course. And then again, plenty of animal protein. And beets are really good as well because they are ruled by the sun and they contain a lot of nutrition that your body has a hard time assimilating. So beets are good. If you don't like beets, you can make beet kvass, which also helps because it's full of, it's like a fermented drink. And so it really helps with the colon as well. Pisces tend to have a lot of colon issues um, because a lot of what happens with them reflexes to Scorpio, which rules the colon and like elimination in general. Which is why Scorpio is a very leaky water sign right it likes to get rid of toxins, so it just like leaks things constantly (laughs) to get rid of them. Um, So because of that, though, like you might have a lot of issues in your gut that are related to the health problems that you're experiencing so making sure you're getting plenty of like fruits and vegetables in your diet that give you those prebiotics as well as probiotics in your diet is super imperative and focusing on good gut health. So if you're not having a bowel movement every day, you need to have at least one every day. If you're not, then that can be a sign that you're not getting enough um, water potentially, you maybe are low in magnesium. It can be a sign that you are not eating enough fiber in your diet and so changing those things up to make sure you are having about bowel movement every day is super imperative here because the longer stool sits in your colon, the more it reabsorbs and then you're just reabsorbing all those things that your body was trying to get rid of through your stool. Your stool is your main um, like excretory detox pathway Right. And so if it's sitting there, you're reabsorbing all that. And then your body's having to work double time to get rid of it again. And it's harder the second time around than it was the first time around. So daily bowel movements, if you have are an individual with ovaries, and especially if you're having hormonal issues are super imperative for you. That is like one of the things that I preach to my clients. You must poop daily. Um, I talk a lot about poop. So, (laughs) you know, that's why, because it's super, super imperative. Um, Another thing about Pisces is they tend to run very cold. You could potentially be a person who's like, no matter where you are, you are freezing and you constantly need like a jacket or you need to be like in the sun. And so you need to do that. So They run very cold and kind of damp a lot of the stagnation in their body happens because they're just filled with like excess fluid and it's because they are that late winter sign there's not a lot of sun in their lives like when they're born. And so they tend to be inside more and sitting around more and things get stagnant so. Good things here are nettles. Stinging nettles are really good to add to like your daily thing, either eating them or drinking them as like a tea, um, because that is very good at helping get rid of some of that dampness. Nettles are absolutely amazing herb for so many things. Nettles are full of nutrition. They're full of um, just all of like the iron that individuals with ovaries and uteruses who are still having periods need. So it's really good to increase that as well because Pisces tend to also be low in that, which is why you need so much animal protein because you need to build your stores back up. And nettles is also very useful as like a diuretic. It really works well on the kidneys and keeping them working. And with your rising sign in Libra, your body and your south node in Libra, your body struggles with balances. So nettles would be like absolutely amazing to add into your routine, especially because of your chart and how it looks to help your body with those balances. Um, Pisces can exhibit a lot of deficiencies in their balances, which are governed by Libra. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of hormonal imbalances and kidney issues here, because you already have that prone you're already prone to that being a pisces and then you have your libra in the south node so you kind of have like a one-two punch there as to why <laughs> this is happening um on top of that i also tend to look at the elements in your chart and see where they are and how much of each you have and you're pretty deficient in air and earth in your chart um, you're only at 18 percent for both of them whereas with like water and fire you were at close to like 40 um for both of those so you really need to spend plenty of time outside in the sun itself and just in nature in general um and making sure that you're again drinking or eating a lot of broths and teas made from roots root vegetables because those contain all that nutrition and nutrients that you need your chart is really pointing to the fact that your body needs so much nutrition from the actual earth itself and this can be spiritual emotional mental and physical from that so going outside and grounding is super imperative to you getting out and feeling that air on your skin getting the sun on you feeling the earth with your feet your body is super imperative for your health and if you don't get enough of that you will be able to tell because you'll start getting sick your body really needs a lot of that especially already as a pisces and then you're deficient in those two elements in your chart so you really need to bring a lot of that in to make sure that your health stays where you want it to
0: I like, don't even know where to start. So first of all, a lot of things you're saying makes so much sense because some of them I did implement. Like I learned about lymphatic health and I was like, okay, like I need to be on this. This is like something mm-hmm. so important. Um, the feet thing, that is something so funny. Um, I've never liked feet. I
1: hate feet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like feet either. And I will wear like six pairs of gloves to touch anybody's feet, but <laughs> they are so imperative to Pisces health to get your feet checked out. Cause I can't tell you how many Pisces clients I've had that come to me with like these really weird symptoms. And literally like, I'm like, you need to go see a reflexologist and you need to have, you know, this, this, and this. And they think I'm crazy, but they go and they go see them anyways, because they're like, what the hell I've paid her all this money to tell me, you know, this stuff. So I'm going to go do it. And they go and they do it. And they come back and they're like, Oh my God that weird symptom I was having has not come back since they did some weird thing to my foot. And I was like, told (laughs) you that's what Pisces are. Is there
0: something that like just regular home care that you can do for your feet? Like, let's say I'm not ready for some stranger to touch my feet. Like, where can I start? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, you can actually buy a reflexology chart yourself, which shows you what zones on your feet. And you can have either your husband, or spouse, or partner, or whoever in your house just push on those areas themselves you have to put like a decent amount of pressure for up to 20 to 30 seconds in each area um or you could do it yourself like look at the chart and do your own feet if touching your own feet doesn't you know isn't uh, a thing i know some people just really are weird about even their own feet so or you can get even one of those like roller type ball like foam rollers kind of and you can do that the cold frozen water bottles that people use for like um Uh, Plantar fasciitis, that's really good. You can do that. A tennis ball works really well, but anything that's putting like the pressure on your feet to really help clear those areas of, you know, deficient energy is really a good thing to do.
0: How do you feel about those massagers that you can like put your feet on and they like go a million miles a second? (laughs)
1: That might work well for some people and it might not for others. So again, just listen to your body and like try it. And if your body is screaming at you that, Hey, this is not what I want, then, you know, there you go. You figured out, it doesn't work for you.
0: (laughs) And then you're talking about like the heat. Now I can tell you, and you're going to think I'm crazy. I sleep on an amethyst heating pad all year round. Even in the summertime, I'm sleeping on a heating pad.
1: Yeah, I am not surprised at all. Every Pisces that I have ever had as a client who's a native Pisces, meaning one of their top three has been Pisces, is literally no matter where they live, they could live in the tropics of the hottest place in the world and they are cold constantly and they are wearing a sweater or they're sleeping on a heating pad because they need it.
0: And I am a champion at sleeping. And I used to... Mm -hmm. I had a lot of trauma about that. People would get mad at me for sleeping. Mm -hmm. and So ridiculous. But I'm like, oh, I shut up. I can sleep. This is my job.
1: And that is legit what you need. Like you're the type of person that if you do get like an acute illness, let's say the cold, the flu, anything like that is literally the best way to heal that is to take plenty of fluids and nourishing broths and then just sleep like literally sleep for 16, 20 hours a day, and you'll get better much faster than you would if you ignored your body's desire to sleep to, you know, listen to societal standards, which say that if you sleep too much, you're lazy. Lazy is a made up term by capitalism to keep you from you know, not doing what they want you to do, which is provide them a lot of basically almost free labor has nothing to do with anything. Otherwise people are not lazy. People do everything they can to the best of their abilities and how they're cosmically designed.
0: I always like I'm on the couch and it's like eight o'clock and I look at my husband and I go, this is my cue and I fall asleep every night.
1: And that's why, and And that's why.
0: I used to feel bad but now I'm just like whatever I'm over it but this is just so oh so validating I'm going to tell him I'm like guess what I I need to sleep so you can just play your yeah, video the medical
1: astrologist in my life told me to go to sleep so that's what I'm doing bye <laughs> ah, oh my god that was legit only like maybe ugh a quarter, an eighth of like what you would get if we did like a whole actual like chart reading. When I send these chart readings out, the videos that I send out for them are around like an hour for each client. I've never done one that's like less than 45 minutes ever.
0: You are just like go
1: really deep into
0: it. A deep well and wealth of information. And I'm like, okay, you hit on the kidney thing, which surprised me. And I was like, oh shit. Because that was what my uh, nutritional response therapist kept saying, like my kidneys, my kidneys. I'm like, what the fuck of my kidneys. Like
1: shh. I'm like, yeah. I have all these other problems, but I'm With like, yourself you know where it is, your um." kidneys are being really suppressed in their ability to do their job and part of a kidney's job is not just making urine right it's filtering the blood to pull out the nutrients that your body needs and help you reabsorb them properly so like it pulls out like the calcium the potassium the sodium magnesium all that stuff and then re. Sends it to where it needs to go. So, a lot of the things that you were probably feeling and experiencing were the fact that those weren't being reabsorbed properly because your kidneys function is being suppressed. So, really making sure you're eating basically through your diet an excess of those is great. And if you can't eat enough of those through your diet, then that's where supplementation would come in for you.
0: And then the other thing you said about uh, not doing a plant based diet. So, like, (laughs) I can tell you, I constantly had stomach issues growing up I have food trauma anxiety and like for the longest time I thought eating meat was causing me to be sick and so I had this in my mind that I was going to be vegan and blah blah it ended up not being an amazing thing for me obviously
1: (laughs) No, but like Your body is cosmically designed to need animal products and there's nothing wrong with that. Like there's that whole movement where it's like everybody has to be a vegan or a vegetarian because whatever. And if you want to do it for, I guess, you know, I'm a nice person. I don't want to, you know, contribute to the death of animals. That's fine. But some people's bodies are literally designed to need meat more than others. And knowing what your body is designed to do and how it works will never make you feel guilty about your diet ever again, no matter what some militant diet person tries telling you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, you just have to honor that. And I'm learning that like, you can just be more connected to what you're doing with intention because at first it bothered me and I was like I feel like I'm such a traitor but I feel better eating meat and I was like you know what I'm just gonna honor the fact that this is what I need to heal and I'm so thankful that we have like a world where I can eat this stuff and it's accessible
1: and just have gratitude for the animals Mm -hmm. and the animals know that they're here That too. Like, if you ever have raised animals, it's like they know when their time is done here on the earth, they get a completely different, like, attitude about them. Like, we would talk to ours, you know, be like, hey, you know, we've really enjoyed having you here, but, you know, tomorrow we're going to, you know, do this. And you could just see they would come up and they would, like, touch you. And it was like there was acceptance in their. Body and they would go on and there was no fight there was no because they knew okay my time is up I'm here now I've completed what I've come here to do like if you treat them like the sentient beings that they are and you talk to them and you explain what's going on like they accept it so much more gracefully than I think a human would do if we were in the reverse position right where they were the dominant species and we were not and um yeah like it's find somebody who raises their animals ethically who's grass-fed or organic as much as possible because those actually there's you know studies that show that grass-fed beef and pastured pork and chickens and everything actually contain more of the nutrients that you need because feeding them grain and stuff actually makes them have to use their stores of B vitamins and things that you actually are trying to get from them and so because of that um, corn finished grain finished beef or anything like that actually doesn't give you the nutrition that you need as much as like the grass fed does. So, you know, learning to like say, okay, this is what my body really needs and find a way to like budget that in and and put more money maybe toward that and less money toward something else, you know, will have you be able to honor your body and what it needs in a way that works for you. But seriously, find a local person that you can go and you can see how they treat their animals and you can see how it does. If that would make you feel 100% better about doing that, then do that. Like, but if your body needs animal products and honestly, I don't recommend a vegan or vegetarian diet to any of my clients, um, because there's so many nutrients that we need from animal products that we can't get efficiently from plants only that it will lead to hormonal issues down the road or continue the imbalance if you have one already, because you're not getting that nutrition in a proper way for your body to assimilate.
0: Yeah. That's just so amazing. I could go on and on, but I, yes, I could too. (laughs) I would love it if you could outline, like, maybe your core um, ways that people can work with you and then your website so people can reach out to you.
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, as mentioned, I mainly specialize in individuals with ovaries and uteruses who are um, struggling with hormonal issues such as wacky periods, which that can mean long or heavy or painful, which, despite what people try telling you, those are not normal. Who maybe have endometriosis or PCOS or they're struggling with infertility. Um, I actually helped a client who was struggling with PCOS and infertility to have a baby. So, please come see me if you are. I, I love that side of my uh, my. My practice um, and then, if you just have like your out of you know your menstrual cycle is wacky, um, that help your body rebalance those through using your natal chart and herbs and all the stuff that we do, right so the main way to work with me, and I do just one-off medical astrology readings as well. So, like, if you don't want to do the whole "let's work together," you can get just a medical astrology reading and then do like a DIY. Here's the stuff that I suggest, kind of a thing. Um, so, that's one way to work with me is to get a medical astrology reading done. Those are typically not in-person ones. Um, you give me your information through my the form that I use to collect the information and then I do the reading myself which takes me like upwards of like two to three hours per person because I get so in depth and I want to make sure that I'm giving you a very holistic view of who you are and why what's happening in your body is happening and then i created a video where i go into all that in detail and then send that to you and so those um are typically that way if you want an in-person one um you can just add that request to the form and then we would schedule a time for that And then I have my group program, which is typically no more than like 10 people at a time um, because I like to keep it small and intimate so you don't feel overwhelmed with there being a bunch of people in there and that is um, a 14 week program where we dive really deep into your natal chart specifically and how to work with your body um, based on your cosmic design and then also have some more like generalized stuff like okay here's how to get better sleep here's how to improve your gut health here's how to detox your life so that the issues <clears throat> that you're currently presenting with are you know able to go away and so it's kind of like a boot camp in a way to help you really get a jump start on all the stuff that you would get in a medical astrology reading, all of the like remedies and things that I would suggest kind of help you start implementing those already and get a jumpstart on all of that stuff so that your um, health can, you know, get to the point where you want it to be, whatever your goal is. Um, So those are the two main ways to work with me. Um, I was doing one on ones, but I've cut those out. They take a lot of my time and energy and um, just weren't as effective for many people. So um, no more one on one. If you really want to do one on one, we can discuss that. But It's not uh, It's not something that I um, am actively pursuing anymore. So the main two ways are getting a reading or joining my group program. Um, I also have a podcast where you can hear all about medical astrology to your heart's content. Um, It's called The Herbal Ire, and it's on pretty much every platform you can think of. Um, And then if you are struggling currently with hormonal issues on my website, you can download a um, free hormone balancing guide and it kind of walks you through all the steps that i would walk you through together um to help you balance your hormones um on your own and um start implementing the stuff that you need to and then my website where you can find all of this lovely information and sign up for everything is twinravennaturals.com my apothecary is twinravennaturals and i'm ir atla medical astrologist and would be happy to help you
0: Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm sure I'm going to have you on again. We've had some very interesting conversations with both of us having the Scorpio in our charts. Yes.
1: Um, Yes. I have five planets in Scorpio, so I am like a water sign through and through.
0: (laughs) I was just thinking about how people working with you one-on-one would be like working with me and
1: it would just be so intense.
0: (laughs) It
1: is with because I have a Scorpio sun and moon, yeah. So that right there is already like an intense combo. And then my Mercury is in Scorpio, so how I communicate is very like Scorpio esque. And then my my Uranus is in Scorpio, and my Saturn is in Scorpio, so everything that you get when you come to me is literally like super intense in some ways and so I find the group program kind of softens that uh that Scorpio energy some so it's a little bit easier to uh, take in and not get so (laughs) overwhelmed but if you want
0: that like moldavite
1: level energy if you want yeah the come on full on you know scorpio energy in your life where we are all about like death and rebirth and starting anew and changing things up then you know what i'm happy to help with that too
0: (laughs) all right thank you so much for being on the show with me and until next time guys Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode of Intuition Speaks. If you love what I do, consider supporting me on Patreon. Over there, I have an amazing, extensive Akashic healing library full of audios with healing intention and, and beautiful meditation music. Or if you would like an Akashic reading, please make sure you find my links in the show notes. If you like this episode, please subscribe so you don't miss out on another one. And be sure to share it with someone who would enjoy this podcast. Thank you again and until next time.